Hello and welcome to another episode of Bible Podlets. I'm Rob. And I'm Nicole. We're so happy that you've joined us. Bible Podlets is a Bible study and discussion podcast for all ages, which works equally well at home or in children's groups at church. We encourage you to listen together and to pause the episode if you can, so that you're able to talk about the stories and the questions that will come up. And to help you, all of the activity and discussion questions for this and all of our other episodes can be downloaded from the resources area of our website, bdeducation.org.uk. Hey Nicole, you moved house recently, didn't you? What are your new neighbours like? Well, we haven't had that much time to socialise with them yet, but some of them seem to keep themselves to themselves, but they all seem really nice. What about your neighbours? I like our neighbours. In fact, our front garden wall fell down not so long ago, and our neighbour rebuilt it for us. Oh, that's so kind. It's great having good neighbours, isn't it? Especially ones who are generous. Yeah, that's right. But not everyone has good neighbours, sadly. And then some neighbours are just a little bit weird. You know what? That gives me an idea for a game. I have some stories of some different types of neighbour interactions, and I wonder if you can guess what happened next in each of the stories. Oh, okay, that sounds fun. And I'd love to encourage those listening to play along with us and guess what they will think will happen too. Are you ready for your first neighbour story? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. A lady loves to sing in her home, uh, but she's careful to only sing during weekdays when her neighbours are out as not to disturb them because the walls in their apartment building are very thin. Well, that's quite quite courteous, isn't it? Very considerate, yeah. Indeed. One day she is singing at home and stumbles over some lines because she forgets them. What happens next? um, I think, has there been a neighbour at home that she didn't know about and they sing the rest, like the correct lyrics back to her through the wall or something? Interesting. So what happens next is she stumbles over her lines and she hears a bassy male voice coming from the apartment above singing along with her. (laughs) <laughs> and then she picks it back up again and they sing the rest of the song together. Oh, they do a little duet. They do a duet through the wall. So you were pretty oh, close on that one. That's really cute. I was hoping that's what might happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready for your next one? Yeah, I hope this is a happy ending as well. Okay, one person's neighbours are a young couple who argue a lot and the walls are really, really thin. So this person hears everything they say. During one of their arguments, this person starts to play the piano. Uh, They play this soft, sad melody. What happens next? Oh, right, okay. So am I right? The couple couple arguing can hear the neighbours playing the piano and it's like sad music. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They're in the middle of an argument. Yeah, I think maybe in response to that then, they perhaps, maybe they realise that the neighbours will have been able to hear that they've been falling out and that might make them stop arguing and maybe 
apologize to each other because they might realize that other people can hear and maybe they're a bit embarrassed. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder what you thought at home. Here's the answer. Uh, so after they start playing the, um, after they start playing the piano, the couple who are arguing stop arguing, and they listen to the music all the way to the end. And when the person finished playing the piano, they heard the couple talking about the music together in the apartment. Uh, and then the man tells the wife that he is madly in love with her and they make up again. Hi. <laughs> Another happy ending. Another oh. happy ending. Yeah, I like that one. Nice that that person's music turned turned that negative into a positive. Okay. You ready for your last one? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. We've done pretty well so far. <laughs> okay, so this person is sitting in their kitchen one morning and they hear the neighbor's dog howling really loudly next door and it gets louder and louder and each one, each um, howl gets longer and longer. And the person was worried, sat in the kitchen, that her son might wake up um, because it had taken her ages to get him to sleep. So she decides to go over and talk to her neighbour about it. What happens next? Well, now, you see, I've probably been tainted by lots of stories of people that have fallen out with the neighbours over noise issues. So I'm thinking like a big argument erupts and the child end up, ends up waking up anyway. I think that might be what happens next. Okay. Interesting. So I wonder what you think at home. Have a discussion amongst yourselves. Right. So she goes over to her to speak to her neighbor. She knocks on the neighbor's door and someone comes and answers. And the person says, hello, my son is still sleeping. Would you be able to quieten down your dog, please? As I don't want to wake him up. And at that moment, the neighbor frowns and replies, that was me singing. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, that was a very unexpected ending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was a bit embarrassing for the person that had gone round and knocked on the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think you did quite well with some of those. You got you got quite close, and you did you did you did quite well. So I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up for that. <laughs> yeah, well, I certainly didn't expect some of those endings, but it was quite nice that some of the stories had a positive outcome because we often hear lots of stories in the news of neighbours falling out. Uh, and there'd be a negative um, outcome. So although some were good, uh, some were not quite so good, but it was nice that we had a mixture of both. Yeah. You know what, Nicole? Our story today is about neighbours. The TV show? No, no, not the TV show neighbours. It's being neighbours to people. I tell you what, let's listen to it now and find out more.
frizzy, Jimmy. It's getting frizzy. And it's not bad enough that you sent me to Samaria before. But now, now I have to cover another story about the in... Huh. Hello, and welcome to this special news report. I'm Holly Than Thou. Jesus has been at it again, challenging the system and dragging the Samaritans into it. His latest incident was in the form of a controversial story told by a group of Jewish Pharisees. One of that group is here with me now to tell us what scandalous things Jesus has been saying this time. Thank you for joining me. You're very welcome. So, what led to Jesus's latest controversial remarks? Well, my colleagues and I were kind of wanting to test Jesus. So we asked him to make it clear exactly how someone can gain eternal life. And what was his answer? Well, he didn't answer. Much to my frustration, he got us to answer by asking us what is written in the law, which is to love God with everything you have and to love your neighbour as yourself. Sounds pretty solid to me. How did this controversial story come about then? Well, 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 we wanted to know who Jesus thought our neighbours were. So we asked him and that's when he launched into this story. They're known as parables. They're stories that are meant to teach people something or something or other. Yeah. So what happened in the story? A Jewish man, picture that, was travelling on a road between Jerusalem and Jericho when he was attacked by robbers who, as you might expect, took his stuff, you know, his clothes and other whatnot. And they leave him half dead in the road. What does that have to do with neighbours? Well, the story isn't finished yet. Hold your horses. So, beaten up man on the road. Then along comes a priest who sees the man half dead in the road, but instead of helping, he walks on by. Then... Along comes another man, a Levite. He also walks on by. I still don't see what this has got to do with neighbours. There are no Australians. What? Anyway, then along comes a Samaritan man. Ah, how ridiculous. Samaritans are the worst. He won't help the man. And Samaritans aren't Australian either. What is it with you and Australians? Anyway. The Samaritan man takes pity on the half-dead man in the road and he helps him. He bandages up his wounds, takes him on a donkey to an inn and helps him recover. He even gives the innkeeper money to cover any extra costs. That doesn't sound very realistic at all. What does all this mean then? Jesus asked us who we thought was the neighbour to the Jewish man on the road. We thought it had to be the man who helped the beaten man that was the neighbour and he agreed. Jesus then told us to do the same as the Samaritan man. Well, that doesn't sound at all believable. That would never happen. There you have it, folks. Yet another story of Jesus causing controversy as he travels around Israel. Whatever next. I'm Holly Than Now, and I'll see you again next time. Oh, be nice to your enemies. What a load of utter tosh. A story within our new story there. We're going to talk together about what we've heard and ask some questions. And we'd encourage you to pause the podcast if you can and talk about your answers together. 
Our story today involves Jesus and some people called Pharisees. Do you remember who they were? Oh yes, we've um, we've talked about them before on Bible Publets. Pharisees were religious leaders who made sure they kept all the Jewish rules and laws. The Pharisees didn't always agree with the things Jesus said and they tried to catch him out so that they could prove he was a fake. That's right. The Pharisees felt they had a good understanding of how they should live out the law. But Jesus' teaching was so different to their understanding that they felt challenged and threatened by him, which is why they wanted to trap Jesus into saying things they didn't believe. On this occasion, they tried to trick Jesus by asking him a question. They wanted to know how they could inherit eternal life. We've come to our first question for today. How did Jesus respond to the Pharisees' question? The question again, how did Jesus respond to the Pharisees' question? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together, and then press play when you're ready to carry on. Jesus responded to the Pharisees' question with another question. He asked them what they thought they should do. They replied with, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Love him with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbour as you love yourself. Jesus told them that was right and to do that. But the Pharisees weren't finished there. That's right. The Pharisees wanted Jesus to be clear about who was classed as their neighbour. Was it just family? Was it close friends at the temple? What about the people living in the house next door to theirs? Or even the people who share the same beliefs as them? Or was there more to it? So they asked, who is my neighbour? Jesus answered them, but he did so with a parable. Here's our next question for today. What is a parable? The question again, what is a parable? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. Parables are stories that help us understand difficult teaching. Jesus used them as examples of how he wanted people to live. In this parable, a Jewish man is travelling from Jerusalem to Jericho by himself. Suddenly he is attacked by some robbers who beat him up and take all of his stuff, including his clothes. The man was left in a bad way and was close to dying. We've quickly arrived at our next question. What happened next to the Jewish man on the road? The question again. What happened next to the Jewish man on the road? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to continue. First of all, a priest from the temple saw the man lying in the road. But instead of helping the man, he ignored him and walked on by. Oh no, you'd have thought he would have helped the man. Yeah, you'd have thought. Well, it wasn't long before another person came along. It was a Levite. Levites were people who helped the priests in the temple do temple things. Right. Well, surely this person will help the man on the road, right? Well, no, he didn't. <gasps> the Levite walked on by and left the man in the road as well. Gosh, it's not looking good for the poor man on the road, is it? Well, a third man came along. 
Yes! But he was a Samaritan. You may remember from our episode in series one with the woman at the well that Jewish people and Samaritan people didn't like each other at all. Ah, well, I guess there's no hope for the half-dead man now, is there? Well, here's our next question. What did the Samaritan man do when he saw the beaten Jewish man in the road? The question again. What did the Samaritan man do when he saw the beaten Jewish man in the road? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. And then press play when you're ready to continue. Did he walk on by as well? I mean, they didn't like each other anyway, right? Actually, the Samaritan man felt sorry for the Jewish man in the road and decided to try and help him. Wow! He bandaged up his wounds and put him on his donkey and took him to an inn. When they were there, he looked after him and provided the innkeeper with money to help the man get better. And he promised to pay any extra money that was needed to help him recover when he came back. That's really nice of him to help the man in the road. He gets a big thumbs up from me. Jesus then asked the Pharisees a question, which is also our last question today. Which of the three men do you think was a neighbour to the Jewish man who was hurt? The question again, which of the three men do you think was a neighbour to the Jewish man who was hurt? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to continue. Surely it had to be the Samaritan man, right? Yes, you're right. It was the Samaritan man because he was willing to share his time, money and other resources to help someone who was in need. He was very generous with everything he had. The Pharisees also thought that the Samaritan man was the neighbour. So Jesus encouraged them and Jesus encourages us to act in the same way. Just like the Samaritan man, Jesus instructs us to be generous to all people, no matter what their background is, and to use our gifts and the things we have to help others around us. What has God given you that you can be generous with? You can pray and ask God to show you what you have and how you can use that to help other people who might need it. And if you're not sure how to do that, then ask your adult to help you. Rob, were you ever a member of a uniformed organisation, like the Scouts? I used to do beavers, and then I did cubs, and then I stopped doing that. How come? Well, I was just thinking that the Samaritan man in our story would have made an excellent Scout. What makes you say that? Well, the Scouting motto is, be prepared. And the Samaritan man was not only prepared, as in willing to help the injured man, but he was also prepared by having the physical things with him, like bandages, that he needed to be able to help too. Oh yes, you're right. I don't normally carry bandages around with me in my backpack. Maybe I should start. Well, you don't necessarily need to start carrying bandages around, but we can think about how we use what we do have to hand to help others. Now, do you think we should play a game to help us think about that? Ah, yeah, that's a really good idea. Brilliant. Well, this game is called What's in My Bag. So I have my bag here with me and inside it, I've got 10 everyday items that I carry around that could be used to help someone else. And all you have to do is guess the 10 items. 
Okay. That sounds fun. Let's play that. And if you're listening along, you can play with us as well. Okay, my first guess is um, some plasters. Yes, I do have plasters in my bag. They're very handy. Um, Obviously, if somebody was to hurt themselves, then you could offer them a plaster uh, to cover their wound. So that's an excellent first guess, Rob. Thank you. Um, What else? Ooh, uh, tissues. That has to be in there. Absolutely, yes. Tissues, definitely. Um, obviously, if somebody's sad or just needs a tissue, then you can lend them one. So I always have tissues in the bag. What about um, some paracetamol, like headache medicine? That isn't in my bag, but that's a very good suggestion. <laughs> a pen. A pen, yes, definitely. How often do you perhaps meet somebody and they want to write something down and then they've got nothing to write down whatever it is that they need to write down? So yeah, a pen is a good thing that you can help somebody out with. Right, another guess. Yeah, we've got three out of four so far. It's, it seemed quite easy at the start and now I'm thinking maybe it's not so not so easy anymore. <laughs> um, paper pad? Yeah, so you might want to have some paper or a notebook with you. So that's another good guess, something that's in my bag. So, of course, if you're going to lend somebody a pen, they might also need something to write on, might they? So, yeah, well done. Goes together quite well, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Some money? Yeah. So, of course, I mean, I'm thinking back to the times where there used to be payphones and sometimes somebody would come and ask if they could borrow a coin for the payphone, but obviously we don't have those now because everybody's got mobiles. But sometimes it can be handy to have a little bit of money that you could perhaps help somebody out with if they're short at the till or need some money for the bus, maybe. Um, so yeah, money's definitely a thing that we can use to be generous with and help somebody else. Mm-mm-mm. Something sticky, maybe like blue tack or sellotape or something like that. Oh, that's a really good idea. Not something I've got in my bag, but definitely something that I'm sure you could use to help somebody with. Maybe, um, I don't know, the hem of their trousers is falling down and they need something to stick it back up with, or (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure Mm. you could find a use for it, definitely. Yes. I was once out and about and I ripped my jeans um, by bending over and they ripped all the way. Um, and someone very helpfully had some gaffer tape and I went into the, the toilets and tried to gaffer tape my <laughs> my trousers together. Um, well, I do have two things in my bag that would have helped in that situation. Maybe that's going to give you a little hint. Oh, interesting. Maybe something to do with clothes. Maybe you don't have a needle and thread in your in your bag, yeah. do you? <laughs> little mini sewing kit so that if somebody loses a button or gets a little tear needle and thread Ah. so yeah that's one thing that i could have offered you in that situation well what could the thing have been i wish we were friends back then that's all i'm saying (laughs) because the gaffer tape didn't work very well (laughs) um maybe some water someone's feeling a bit faint I haven't got water, but I do have 
something else that might help in that situation. Oh, some sort of chocolate or something. Yeah, a little snack. Yeah. Yeah. Always have a little snack in your bag, either for yourself or if need be, you can give it away to somebody else that needs it. So yeah, that's another one correct. So you've got three more things in my bag that you've not guessed yet. Um... What about, um, I'm going to give you a little hint, something that we're using a lot of recently. Um, we're having to make sure our hands are nice and clean all the time. Oh, yes, of course. Some <laughs> hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer, of course. So always have hand sanitizer in my bag. Obviously, it's helpful for you in case you need it, but also somebody else might need some hand sanitizer so you can always share it with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Two more things. Two more things. I can't believe yeah. there's so much stuff in your bag. <laughs> you may as well be a paramedic. They're all little things. They could they could all fit in a little small bag. <laughs> uh, oh, a phone charger. Oh, that's another really good guess, but it's not on my list. Ah, oh, what have you got in there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some sort of game or something that could. Uh, preoccupy one's mind should they be um, <laughs> a game no I've no game in my bag I'm afraid okay <laughs> uh, ooh, okay what okay what about some stamps yes always have stamps in my bag so if anybody wants to send a letter and needs a stamp, they can come to me. That's a, another good guess. You've got one more thing, and I'm going to give you two more guesses to get the last thing in. Make it okay. a bit more challenging now. Well, this you may not have thought about this because you don't own a dog, but dog owners always carry extra poo bags on them. And so I would say poo bags for dogs. I don't have a dog, so it's not in my bag, but that is <laughs> an excellent suggestion always carry yeah bags. and i'm sure, sure lots of people would be really appreciative if you were to help them out with a spare poo bag if they've forgotten theirs people have been very appreciative when i've given them spare poo bags <laughs> um oh i don't know if i can get it in one guess <laughs> one guess pressure. there's a lot of pressure um Oh, an emergency poncho <laughs> to keep yourself dry if it rains unexpectedly, or an umbrella. Yeah, I was going to say if you if it rained unexpectedly and you gave your poncho away, you're going to have to be prepared to get wet, aren't you? Yeah. But you just might do. Well, that's not the right answer. I'll tell you what my other thing, my last remaining thing in my bag is. It's a safety pin. A safety pin. A safety pin. Yeah, because like you found yourself in that clothing situation where you just needed something to fasten something together maybe a safety pin's always handy and of course it's a small thing so it's not a, a a big thing to carry around see rob we came up with loads of things there um that we already carry that could be used to help somebody else so we don't necessarily need to start carrying bandages around no you are right. You are right. And like we've already said, it is good and it's very good to be generous by using what we have to help other people. Well, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for for this episode. But tell us, 
How did you get on with the what happened next scenarios at the beginning of the episode? And how many items that were in my bag did you manage to guess just now? Perhaps you could play this game with someone and use it to think about how you might help someone with the items that you carry around. You can tell us how you got on via our social media accounts. We're on Facebook at BDBE Updates and on Twitter at BDB of E. And you can find all of our previous episodes of Bible Podlets and free discussion notes for each of those to use in children's group at church on our website at bdeducation.org.uk. This was a special episode of Bible Podlets, written for the Diocese of Blackburn, which can be used to encourage adults and children to explore the theme of generosity together as part of a call to pray and give. It was written by David Harris and Sarah Earnshaw and produced by David Harris. It was voiced by Sarah Earnshaw, Lindsay Wright and David Harris, with additional voices by Ben Green. Bible Podlets is a free resource. For more resources, connect with us on social media, on Facebook at BDBE Updates, on Twitter at BDBOV, or on our website, bdeducation.org.uk.